It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us as we draw ever closer to the NFL draft. And that means still lots of rumors, lots of silly season. And our draft unit previews continue right here on LOR. So in case you missed it in the last episode, still available for you. We broke down the tight ends and the offensive tackles. On today's episode, we're going to do the cornerbacks and we're going to do the wide receivers. How about that? As we try and get you, you know, the biggest units of need and areas of interest that the Redskins could have. And of course, right now they pick number two, number 66, two fourth round picks, a fifth round pick, no sixth and two sevenths. So we will see where they wound up. A couple of things I wanted to pass along to you before we get into the first of our unit preview. And that is this Charles Woodson out of nowhere, right? Charles Woodson has been like an ESPN analyst. I think he's still with ESPN. He might be with Fox. I can't honestly remember. These guys change um, networks and locations, and they get these cushy jobs, and, you know, that's fine. Uh, But I, I honestly can't remember. Charles Woodson on Twitter, on his verified Twitter, at Charles Woodson, came out on Monday late morning. And said, hey, this is w- was the tweet. And he tagged the official Twitter account of the Bengals. And he said, you know, at Bengals should trade spots with the at Redskins. Redskins pick Joe Burrow. Bengals get Chase Young. And he spelled it wrong. He spelled it H-A-S-K-I-N-G. But it's actually Dwayne Haskins, as we know, via the trade. What you all think? How about that? How about that for a little bombshell, huh? Charles Woodson. First of all, it's weird that, again, a future Hall of Famer a year from now, 2021 class in all likelihood, is throwing this out there. But um, it's Charles Woodson. So you kind of give it a little credence and you kind of wonder and he's stirring the pot or maybe he knows something. I don't know. Uh, and it's interesting because I do think, let, let, let me start here. If somehow, some way Joe Burrow was available at number two, I do think the Redskins would select him. I do think the Redskins would select him. Honestly, I do. If, they had to trade the number two overall pick and Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, now, if they are totally out on Haskins, if they are totally out on Haskins, then 
I could see this more happening. I just don't believe they're totally out on Haskins. Do I believe they love Haskins? No. Do I think they like him cautiously? Yes. I don't believe they love him. I don't believe they're committed long-term to him. But if they were to make some sort of trade like this, boy, would you know in a heartbeat how they felt about Dwayne Haskins. You have this situation where like Cincinnati would have to be motivated to do something of the sort where they're basically saying, look, we think we're better off with the edge pass rusher and a young quarterback to develop than just the young quarterback to develop, right? And there is some logic and there is some theory to that. I've said for months now, hey, what if Cincinnati takes Chase Young instead of Joe Burrow or instead of trading down, right? Because I had argued, hey, you know, even though they need help, I don't know if they want to pay three first-round picks and all the guarantees that come with that. But they spent plenty of money during the offseason. They still have Andy Dalton under contract right now. Who knows how long that's going to be. Could you see a scenario where they say, bang for the buck? Where they say, you know what? Let's go down one spot. We could trade down again if we wanted to and pick up more assets. But let's go down one spot. We get our quarterback that we like, that we'd like to develop, and we'd like to work with maybe in a different fishbowl environment, and we get Chase Young, and they take Joe Burrow because we're not 100% sold that Joe Burrow wants to be here? How about that, huh? How about that? (laughs) Oh, man. That's a crazy tweet by Charles Woodson. But I love it. I love that he's stirring the pot and upsetting everybody. I love it. I really do. I got to be honest with you. I do. Um, it, 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 And by the way, thanks to my buddy at RoboStop10 for sending that to me. That kind of made my night. It kind of made my night, if we're being honest. If we're being totally honest. All right. So another thing that I, I wanted to get to here on the Locked on Redskins podcast in this opening segment before we get to our unit previews, Uh, for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday's draft is this. Trent Williams, all sorts of speculation on Monday. Uh, Peter King uh, said to, I believe, yeah, to J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington uh, that, hey, the the Jets and the Seahawks are the two teams to watch, and he thinks a trade will happen this weekend. Now, at around the same time before I saw that, I heard from a source of mine who said, hey, keep an eye on this. Watch out for Trent Williams. Things are getting heated. So I checked with another person, and they basically said the same thing. That doesn't mean that a trade is done. That doesn't mean a trade will be done. That doesn't mean that a trade is agreed to. But things are heating up. And here's my understanding of the situation is that everybody knows that Trent's agent, Vince Taylor, went so hard and kind of, I mean, for the way it's been described to me, kind of embarrassed himself and made Trent look bad. I don't know if that's true. I'll leave that for people that 
know more than I do and have dealt with people you know, like this uh, and have been informed of the situation. But the bottom line is this. From what I understand, I think the price tag has gone down on Trent Williams. I think they realize that with a flooded tackle market and all of the things that we've talked about, that Trent's not getting $20 million a year. And there's a bunch of teams that are potentially interested. Jets, Seahawks, potentially Tampa Bay, potentially Miami. Who knows, maybe Jacksonville. You know, Houston was thrown around in there, but there's plenty of teams interested that could be interested, that could be a future home for Trent Williams, but they're not going to pay $20 million a year and significant compensation, whether it's a second round pick or whether it's multiple threes or some combination of picks or a player and a pick or whatever it may be. Now, Seattle's got two second round picks, two late second round picks. Maybe that's a possibility. I think it's 59 and 64. Maybe that's a possibility. One of those second round picks for Trent Williams. Yeah, you'd probably have to do that if you're the Redskins. Even though you'd probably want more, right? One other thing that I'd keep in mind, if a deal isn't for whatever reason done this weekend, I wonder if Trent Williams, knowing that for whatever reason, the market kind of collapsed on him, needs a more experienced agent. I wonder. I'll leave you with that. Right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Our positional unit previews coming up next. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're having lunch. Hell, when you're having breakfast. I love food. That's why. Well, that's why I'm me. And that's why I love using Postmates. I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house. And if you smell what I'm cooking or not cooking, you know how important that is at this very time. They have Postmates Pickup which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Got a good wing place that I love. Listen up. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and dropping it right outside the door. Just download Postmates on an iPhone or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code locked on nfl that's code locked on nfl for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it made it. We continue right along here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621 at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins uh, as well. Read me and watch me, all sorts of video content and everything in between at RedskinsReport.com. That's RedskinsReport.com, part of SI. You can listen uh, to me on a uh, semi-fairly regular basis now, who knows, on 1067thefanandtheradio.com app, specifically this Friday night, 
during rounds two and three of the NFL draft. I'll be on with my pal Pete Medhurst and as well on Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. So you can check us out then reacting to the NFL draft. By the way, did you hear the story? That they did a mock simulation on Monday with all 32 teams. Pick one, the Bengals, what we were just talking about, was like a two and a half minute delay. It was just a show. Based on reporting from Diana Russini and Adam Schefter of ESPN. Just a disaster. Go figure. Shocking that they would have 32 NFL teams And not in 32 facilities. No, 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 no. Where everybody would be. They have 32 NFL teams and then they have, what, 15, 20, whatever it is, people per organization that have to be dialed in to video conferencing that have to be, you know, some sort of digitally connected chat, whatever. Oh, what a debacle. I guess it, it'll work out okay because it's the NFL and they've got more money than they know what to do with to fix this, but man alive. All right, let's get to this. The wide receiver group, it's a, a pretty good group. Scott McLuhan, uh, the former Redskin general manager, certainly uh, talked about that today uh, on Monday, I should say, with my buddy Kevin Sheehan as well. He talked about Chase Young, calling him uh, the great, you know, one of the greatest defensive uh, ends that he's ever scouted in 27 years. Um, have a full write up of that, by the way, at, at redskinsreport.com. So let's start the wide receiver group and then we'll do the cornerbacks in our third and final segment. All right. So Jerry Judy is arguably either one or one A, kind of depending on how you look at it. The product from Alabama, from Deerfield Beach, Florida. I used to live in Deerfield Beach. I wonder how close Jerry Judy grew up. God, that would have made him probably, what, a two-year-old kid when I was living in Deerfield Beach? Oh, man, that's crazy. That is nuts. Um, That tells you how old I am. But the Alabama product, um, you know, I mean, obviously, he's a stud. Just over six foot, so he's not that big, 192, right? Um, He can play largely out of the slot. And that's what his primary position is. But he could also play outside, right? So I, I think he's going to be better in the slot, which to me, considering that the Redskins have Steven Sims and Terry McLaurin could ultimately play back in the slot, um, I, I don't see Jerry Judy necessarily being a fit with the Redskins, if I'm being honest with you. Um, you know, I wonder how good he's going to be out of that Alabama system. Um, but he's got great bursts. I mean, if he's playing on the inside against nickel corners, watch out, watch out. Because there aren't going to be many third corners, quote unquote, that can hang with Jerry Judy. So that's what you could potentially get, a nightmare of a matchup 
inside with Jerry Judy. Now, the best overall receiver in most people's opinion is C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. 189, just over six foot again, so six foot and a half. Um, you know, I look, he is a true, natural, go-and-get-it wide receiver, period. Good body, hands, um, smooth. Yeah, he's a little bit, a little bit, maybe rough around the edges. That's going to get better. As he goes along, 14 touchdowns last year, 11 the year before that with Kyler Murray, of course, but 14 last year, 93 targets in each of the last two years for Oklahoma, for C.D. Lamb. So here's a guy with plenty of experience and plenty of production and speed and everything else in between. I mean, he is probably the best all-around wide receiver because most people are talking outside first, then inside. And if you can do both, great. Justin Jefferson out of LSU is the third-ranked receiver according to the SIS Football Rookie Handbook. Slot, heavy on the slots this year. 6'1", 192. I still ideally would like my receivers to be about 6'2", and about 205. A bunch of smaller guys uh, in this crop and in this class at the beginning. Now, as SIS points out, listen, he played in the slot because of what LSU he can play. Obviously outside, right? I think he's one of those guys that you can probably throw the rock to, get it near him, and for the most part, he's going to come up with it. Very good hands. Very good hands. He was targeted 134 times last year with 111 receptions with almost 1,550 yards. And 18 touchdowns. I mean, that's just absurd production from Joe Burrow, right? Just absurd production. So hopefully, Justin Jefferson is the real deal and can play inside and can play out and lives up to his college production in some way, shape, or form. Henry Ruggs III, once again out of Alabama, another sub-six-foot wide receiver, you know, he's versatile, can play inside, outside, can play on either side of the field. Um, and, you know, of course, stretch the field vertically, probably like nobody else in this class. I mean, you want to talk about a guy with hard to measure speed, rare speed, whatever, you know, lightning bolt speed. That's him. That's him. Now, the difference is. Unlike, you know, a guy like John Ross, who came out of Washington a couple of years ago, blazing speed, you know, that guy couldn't run routes and that guy couldn't catch the ball. You you can't do that at Alabama and get away with it. So Henry Ruggs, you know, is much, much more advanced than those guys. Is he the greatest receiver in the world? No, but he's much more advanced than just a track star 
and just a guy who can run really fast. So I think you're looking at a guy that certainly needs to develop, but is a much better receiver than, you know, again, a, a guy like Ross and some of these other, you know, really fast guys that have come out and have been so raw, so raw. Jalen Rager is the fifth-ranked receiver and one that we'll talk about out of TCU. He was actually mocked by Steve Palazzolo of ProFootballFocus.com in his latest mock draft in which he made a trade as the Redskins from 2 to 5, also picking up 18 and 39 in the second round from the Miami Dolphins. And Rager was mocked to that. His dad played in the NFL, Monte Rager. He, again, went to TCU. People are going to hear TCU and wide receiver and go, but he's really fast. He's got good hands. Um, And from what I've seen, what I've read, you know, he's a guy that is going to kind of make you pay at the, you know, with his route running and, and his breakoff ability. Meaning if you're just leaning towards one side, if you're taking an outside technique and your body is kind of like adjusted one way, he's going to be able to quick snap, boom, right at the top of his route, sit down and pick up 15 to 18 yards, bam. And that's if he goes down. That's if he goes down. Only five touchdowns last year at TCU, but he had eight and nine the two years before that. And the targets are all over the place. I mean, a lot of times that is quarterback dependent, right? And offense dependent. When you look at his 2018 year, 137 targets, 72 receptions, 1,056 yards, nine touchdowns. That's what he is. That's what he is. A very, very productive receiver who can play inside and outside. All right. LaVisca Chenault Jr. out of Colorado. Here's a guy who is my size kind of guy, almost 6'2", 225, coming off of a core surgery in this offseason, also had a toe surgery uh, in 2018. So he's got some medical red flags. There is no doubt about that. He's the best blocker out of this crew because he's got the best size and he's tough and he's physical uh, and he can go and catch the 50-50 passes. Now, is he a great blazer? No. Um, Does he have, again, the medical red flags that we talked about? Yes. Is he the smoothest route runner in the world? No. So, you know, this is what you get. Sounds to me like a late first, early second type of pick. For LaVisca Chanel, also coming off that, again, core muscle injury. T. Higgins from Clemson, 6'2 and a half, 215. So, again, ideal size for me. But the problem with that is, once again, he doesn't have great separation, not a great route runner. Um, plenty experienced, obviously played at a big-time level. 13 touchdowns last year, 12 the year before that, so that's 25 touchdowns in the last two years. I mean, you say all he does is score, and I can't deny that. 
That's on 90 plus targets per year and just under 60 catches in each of the last two years. But his production in terms of receiving yardage this year, almost more than 200 yards better than it was the year before that on the same amount of receptions and even more targets. So that's something to keep in mind there. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back and we'll finish up with the corners. We just ran through the top seven corners. I mean, listen, we could just run you off a list, but we want to give you some detail so you know kind of like what to expect if you, those of you that have not been paying attention that much to the draft in detail. And we just haven't had the time to go over it in super duper detail, but that's your top seven or eight wide receivers. And you could see one of them on the Redskins, especially if they trade down or, um, you know, even if they stay at 66 in the third round. All right, back in a flash right here on LOR. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you back to the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We finish it up with our cornerback preview, and we're going to have to rock and roll through as many of these as we can and as quickly as we can because, of course, we went too long in our first two segments. So... We start off with the top corner on everyone's board, Jeff Okuda. Everybody knows about him. Better final year, his third year, his junior year in Columbus than his sophomore year. But, my God, uh, just tremendous in every possible way. Can jump every throw. Um, He's physical. He can tackle. Tough. Smart. Good size. Everything. Getting better ascending player ascending player um he can get better though he's not perfect just like chase young is not perfect uh trayvon diggs uh some have him way down the list some have him like sis is the number two cornerback in the draft from gaithersburg maryland so a local product uh in the dmv out of alabama again six one and a half 207 my type of size, my type of size, plenty of experience. Um, you know, again, from a big school has played against big time wide receivers, going to play on the outside play again, plenty of experience. He's tough, physical, long. He can tackle. That's what Quentin Dunbar kind of was right. Only with him, you hope that he stays healthier. And he can play more. That's what you kind of see in him. Jalen Johnson out of Utah, again, can play inside and outside, can play man, can play zone, just under six feet, 195, a little bit smaller than ideally I would like. Uh, but Jalen Johnson's going to be a good pro. And then just quickly running through, and we'll try and spend a little more time on these guys. In the next episode, Jeff Gladney from TCU. Um, 
he's been mocked recently. I forget, I've done so many mock drafts and write-ups at RedskinsReport.com. He's been mocked recently to the Redskins. C.J. Henderson is really climbing up everybody's chart. He could go top 15. And SIS has him as their fifth-ranked cornerback. It's a deep class. Just over six foot from Florida, he had a big, big offseason. Christian Fulton. I mean, there's guys like A.J. Terrell that could go anywhere from the second to the third round. Amik Robertson. There's a lot of corners. Dane Jackson from Pittsburgh. I've seen a mock projection, I think, to the Redskins in the fourth or fifth round. A lot of guys. And there could be a glut, and there could be a run, and everything. Um, all at the same time. So it just kind of depends on who you like, where you want them. Um, and the way it sounds, it looks like the Redskins, based on what they've told some people, I haven't heard this specifically, but I think my buddy Grant Paulson mentioned it, uh, that they you know, more recognize that they need a corner more than they need a tight end. Um, and, and, and that's somewhat fair, um, but they're higher on Logan Thomas and Richard Rodgers anyway. So we'll see. We'll see who's right. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us as always. I'm Chris Russell. More content to come, plus hopefully a big surprise before the NFL draft. I'll just leave it at that. Make sure you're listening. I don't want to promise anything, but we've been told that a certain special someone will be joining us. So just wait for that. Wait for that right here on LOR. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.